and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin DeClue. And Colin Cunningham. And today we're talking about a hidden relic from the past <laughs> that has just been found, like a diamond. We had to go to the jungles. We fought rattlesnakes <laughs> to get it. And we exactly. also have a background filled with circus acts and revenge. Oh, this is amazing. So uh, give some backstory on this film, Justin. This is something that you and Peter showed at the twice at the uh, Laser Blast Film Society. No, it's called The Astrologer, and it's from 1976, correct? Uh, 75? Yes. 70, no, 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 because there's no. one that came out in 75, I think. There's Wait, two, okay. it, I think they both came out in the same year or yeah. around the same year. Yeah. It is not James Glickenhouse's The Astrologer. Yeah, so I posted about this on uh, Twitter and people are saying, oh, it's already on Tubi. That's not the movie we're talking about. This one never mm-hmm. got a release. It's only on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody <laughs> uploaded it. Somebody that obviously had access to the copy. Somebody that may have been close to the people that were <laughs> distributing it. Okay, so I'll go through the story as quickly as I can. Nicholas Winding Refn, the director of Drive and Only God Forgives, bought a bunch of 35mm prints. He thought he had bought James Glickenhouse's The Astrologer, He's a James Guggenhausen fan. Then he looked at the print and went, oh, man, it's not this. But what the hell is this? (laughs) And then he discovered that he had discovered a whole other film called The Astrologer, one that had never been released on VHS. No one had really ever talked about or written about. So this is essentially a lost movie written, directed, starring, produced by Craig Denny, the (laughs) titular astrologer so once nicholas winding refin got prints of it i think it's screened up i'm gonna guess um you know a fantastic fest for the first time and it started touring and they found out that lionsgate owns the rights to it lionsgate is not a company that likes to give out movies to share does not uh do kind of like retrospectives of films and they said listen you pay us We'll let you release it, but we're not going to release it ourselves because it's filled with copyrighted music, specifically lots of songs by the Moody Blues. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So much so that they got a credit in the opening uh, credits of the movie, soundtrack by the Moody Blues. Uh, I do not believe their permission was given to (laughs) use their music. They they didn't even know about it. (laughs) It played at a bunch of film festivals, but it was believed by most that it was never going to see the light of day for public home consumption until somebody just posted it on YouTube. And now anyone can watch The Astrologer. And it was posted like last week as of this recording. So it's new. And it's pretty good quality too. It's 2K. Mm -hmm. It's Um, great quality. Yeah. Yeah, It's whoever had access to probably the digital file that uh, theaters were given to screen the movie. Right. And I think Tim League from Alamo Drafthouse had something to do with it as well, didn't he? Yeah, because he's the Fantastic Fest guy. So it probably played somewhere like Fantastic Fest for the first time. Yeah. Now you guys, so it was turned around. Uh, I guess they had to put it on DCP. They scanned it yep. from the 35. So we mold. got it from the America Genre Film Archives, which is Tim Leake's company. And I think it was supposed to show, what was it, like some film festival uh, two it, years ago? In Milwaukee. Was it in Milwaukee? Uh, it might have been Or Chicago, Chicago or something. Yeah, and they didn't have the key for the DCP, right? Yeah. yeah, everyone was really excited it was going to play, and then they ended up not being able to play it. But uh, Oh, yeah, that was a B-Fest, I think. Yeah, but then it was it was pulled. They weren't allowed to even tour it around anymore. So, Well, like, how do the rights, if we don't know who owned the rights, owns the rights, Lionsgate, Lionsgate does. has it. So they yeah. will let you um, distribute, sorry, um, screen it, but not 
release it, I, right? I don't even think that you're allowed to screen it anymore from what yeah, I Yeah, I think they may were. have kind of like put the, the end put the of that as well. On it. Yeah. yeah, and that well, that's, that's what made it fair. so rare. So, you know, we saw it twice. You guys showed it twice. And it's one mm-hmm. of those films that, you know, if it is screening, go to see it. <laughs> you know, this is a movie well. that is best experienced with a crowd of people. For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, we watched it for the third time for this podcast at home, and it's not exactly the same. No, it's a different um, experience. Especially when you've seen it before, so you know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I was, I've was seen it maybe like four or five times, and I completely forget every time. I know, it it's true. so quickly. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. We'll get to it when we get well, to it. Well, do you want to talk about how, like, there's the the behind the scenes story of the... the <laughs> of Craig Denny himself. Yeah, and how he may have faked his own death. <laughs> Well, yeah, because so Craig Denny disappeared and nobody who knew him who worked on this film, some of them that were his friends, like the co-star Darian Earl, uh, who plays the character of Darian in the picture. (laughs) Who is his cousin, I believe. Oh, is that who he was his cousin? I mean, they don't know where he went. They believe that he may have owed money to the mob. Um, and some of it that may have funded this motion picture and he just disappeared off the face of the earth, probably like buried under a sports field or something like that. Yeah, I had heard like point. he went to South America or something like that. It's just like his then, character. Yeah, and then they contacted like an ex-wife uh, who said he, he he was dead, but or he was believed to have been but dead. But she said it in a way that was like, and don't go looking for him, he's dead. <laughs> Wink, you know, like that, <laughs> that type of thing. But I mean, this is all just... This, this, the hearsay yeah <laughs> yeah which makes the the movie even more interesting because you know he plays almost the exact same character in the movie it, it's a very meta movie it's which a is, i mean it's project. super meta considering yeah. at one point they go and yeah. see the astrologer starring craig denny <laughs> which is so funny life. yeah this movie is like your classic vanity project but it's also like an adventure movie but it's also citizen kane but he's <laughs> also like of a of piece of shit kane. though like he is this he's yeah. like the most despicable protagonist and every time he's on screen uh you just can't get a sense of how smug he is he has this <laughs> smug smirk. he also doesn't react properly when his friends and colleagues are killed he doesn't give a shit yeah so that that he's like he's dead let's get out of here yeah basically <laughs> let's yeah. leave him well so the film opens on the big orchestral score and a credit that says craig denny's theatrical film version of the astrologer and i'm like is there a book version or yeah. like no it's version? not only it's not only that there's three credits and they don't really tie together it's republic arts presents ernest john helms production craig denny's theatrical film version and then it oh. never says the astrologer oh it, it doesn't just, say the astrologer no, it goes right into huh. the credits it goes right into the cast so i think maybe it does at the end <laughs> i like strange. to think that the movie's called craig denny's theatrical film version <laughs> <laughs> he really needs to get his name it's in the title of the movie oh yeah <laughs> his name's gotta be out there now he doesn't play his he plays i mean himself but his character is named craig alexander i think yeah Everybody has their first, like same first names, but they... he goes by Alexander. Alexander. So and we you know... open with um, voiceover where he's like, "I'm a real piece of shit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's essentially what he says. I, I think it's like, um, you know, I never meant to hurt anyone in my life, but you got to get them before they get you. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. whoa, boy, this is our protagonist. And, and this narration goes throughout the whole movie, and a lot of times it's just helping explain. The, the process of events yeah. giving us connective tissue but other times he's just explaining things that we just saw but it's, <laughs> it, it feels like so much of this movie has been edited out um, well it feels like a like a, a 22 episode TV show that they yeah. edited into a theatrical feature 
Yeah, it's just uh, there's so many edits. They're just so abrupt, and you know it'll just cut to this huge time jump. You know? <laughs> it's like one of those anime movies that is just a recap of the series. Yeah, the theatrical <laughs> version. Oh, Into that's why it. that credit. The theatrical film version. It was obviously a TV series before. It certainly would, seems like that, that because it. there's just so many locations and and scenes, but there's no like lead up. Or, or again, connective tissue to get us from here to there. It just jumps. Yeah. I mean, like, it opens with him as a kid at the circus. And then he steals some money, goes to jail. And the cops are like, been to jail before? Well, you're going now. And then it cuts <laughs> to him as an adult at the circus. It's like, do we have to take this big, like, circuitous past to get here? Yeah. So his mom is arguing with him as a kid. Like, you poured paint thinner on the cop cars. They arrest him. He's got to be, like, 11 years old or something in this scene. Yeah. They cut to the cops, like, arresting him. And then he's immediately on a chain gang. <laughs> <working>. For little <laughs> kids. Like, digging ditches. I, it looks like he's with adults. And oh, he's, he's, like, 11 years old. And it's like, what is this? Like, Cool Hand Luke? or something like that. Nope, because we're back to the circus again. The great Alexander. We're in the circus for a little while. He becomes an astrologer at the circus. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Uh, Colin, April, Mm -hmm. do you guys uh, follow astrology? Do you read your horoscopes? No. Uh, No, I used to when I was like a teenager, but um, I don't know. I don't follow it. I would always like read the uh, horoscopes and then just like, okay, let's just pick a random one and see if that one fits me as well. It's like, oh yeah, they're all sort of geared that, you know, makes you believe that, oh, that's just like my life. I do believe a little bit about the personality types, but you, you can also... Be like, well, I'm nothing like a you know exactly. Aries or, or I, I know people who are so into this stuff. Well, it's it sounds like both of you are Sagittarius. I don't know. No, I mean just what people just what Libra would say. Like, uh, it doesn't hurt anyone, I guess, unless they're murdering people based on their astrologi- sure. astrological signs, which is maybe the plot of the other astrologer. Yeah, it sounds like it could be the plot of the other astrologer. Um, but no, this is not a, th- uh, a, a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know what I kind mean, of movie so, this is. So you weren't buying the very dense astrology that is on display in this picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is he saying? He's like, well, you know, when this is rising and this and this, like, it just goes on and on about him reading people's charts. And it just sounds like gobbledygook he made it, up. It's a particular type of astrology, I think. He, he says it multiple times. But I feel like Craig Denny was actually an astrologer. Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. He had to be to make this movie. Yeah, it's just, he's very passionate. It goes into great detail, and it's just like it's like a hangout movie. You know, you're just you're just hanging out with this you're dude. You're hanging for, out, and but he does do a lot of different stuff. He just travels. Yeah. This is like Craig, like when his friend uh, after the circus scene is like, "Hey, I got some diamonds." Cut to Craig Denny on like a chain gang at an African prison. Yeah, <laughs> more or less, yes. Yeah, it's you know we're talking about abrupt cuts, lots of ADR, lots of narration, and yeah. So he goes on a picnic in a cemetery with this rich couple, where you never see Craig Denny's face. So I assume he was uh, there was a stand in. Just yeah, be in it. you just hear lots of ADR, lots of VO, ADR, and they've yeah. got a deal for him. They say, "What do you think about these?" And they show him some jewels, and it immediately cuts to him in Kenyan prison and this is his second offense he's already been there for so and they long say in VO you might need to do some jail time <laughs> and this is the best shot of the movie where the camera tracks across all these prisoners and then kind of like passes Craig Denny the like as white as you can be shirt off um, you know uh, crepe beard gun yeah. out 
Yeah, they're all, it's all these like shirtless dudes who are, you know, buff and ripped. And then he's yeah. just like this schlub with his gut out. And like his, <laughs> even even the way he stands, his body language is so smug. I mean, he has like a little like DreamWorks smile on his face the entire time. It's just like, like he knows movie. something that you don't. And, you know, he's, yeah, he does. He, Astrology. He's got us unbelievers. <laughs> that's why we're losing at this game. And he's just, he's always got his thumbs looped around his belt. And like the way he's standing, it's just really. Irritates That's me. the other thing about Craig Denny in this movie. He's a bad actor, and they're all they're all the actors are bad. They're not horrible, but he just is one. He's on one speed most of the movie. Him. When you're Craig Denny, you only need to be on one speed. <laughs> yeah, Craig the Max. Denny speed. <laughs> I think that it was somebody on Twitter who said that this is like, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> the movie, because yes, it is. Absolutely. It's like everything is like, oh, oh my god, uh, uh, like uh, cut to see like the scene where they're like, in, oh, watch out, there's quicksand, and yeah. then the next cut is the woman basically dying of dead, quicksand dead in, in quicksand. Like, oh, it's ridiculous to say, but like this whole African section <laughs> is the like most boring part of the movie. It's yeah. true, unfortunately, even though there's like action and diamond smuggling and yeah. <laughs> like he, he doesn't get back to the States until like the 40, 40 minutes. minute mark <laughs> yeah. of a 79 minute Well, movie. the other issue with this African and the island sequence is that we talk about how it just cuts, but this section actually has him traveling from one country to another in this long, long <laughs> almost, sequence where he's on a sailboat. Oh, that's the best. Isn't it like set to a Moody Blues song? Yeah, yeah it is. Just like, like on the sailboat. Tuesday something. Or it's, it's, they name the days of the week. Yeah, this whole this whole like section is basically like Craig Denny's like travels. This, this could be a travel <laughs> yeah, show. Like you're sitting in his uh, living room and he's showing you his slides and explaining what happened. Oh my <laughs> God. Moody's blues. Vinyl yeah. There's spinning. entire shots. Like, you know, if he's going to a bar or to a location, they'll like show him in real time traveling to this bar and walking across the street walking to ooh, oh gotta wait for a car at the same time like every other scene is like cut so fast <laughs> yeah. but like I, I the thing about that him getting on the sailboat is it just like he he's in one country and then we just see him on a sailboat we don't know who these people are we don't know no. where he's going so and it just goes on and on with with the you know how like the spinning newspaper well this movie mm. has spinning newspapers Lots but in them. this section it also has like a calendar saying the days in the, of, of the week it goes with the song yeah exactly it's very the editing is very literal to what the lyrics of the songs are and we're skipping over like Tons. him uh shooting rattlesnakes stealing a oh cursed diamond that rattlesnake sequence is awful because i was like they better not fucking hurt any snakes but they're so, hurting those snakes no 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 they don't, all they, they did don't show any of was them getting drop hit. them from where they were like <laughs> sitting and then that's supposed to be them being shot if that's by what him. you want to believe April. okay well this is <laughs> we, we skipped over so much this well, whole well he meets the african um uh, tribe leader and that it gets to be very important later well first of all wait we, we gotta like go back to the to the carnival when he's a carny he meets his he meets his future wife yeah here. who i read that was his cousin in real life which is <laughs> it's <just> so gross. <laughs> i don't know if that's true but i i've heard that multiple times so yeah. i think it's true yeah, so did I. He ends up, Darian is her name. He ends up like marrying her. He gives her a reading and then he's like, he goes to his buddy, he goes, give her money back. Why? I'm going to marry her. And then the very next they didn't scene. get married in the carnival, did they? They didn't, no. no. But he says, I'm going to marry her. And then the very next scene, it's just her very abrupt cut of her saying, <laughs> gee, I've never lived in a trailer before. <laughs> and he says, it's only temporary. We're going to live like kings and queens. Abrupt cut, narration. 
it's two years later and we were not living like kings and queens. <laughs> we're very poor. Um, blah, blah, blah. Now, does she, she leaves him, doesn't she? She leaves him, yeah. yeah. He owes money. Yeah, that's important because she comes back later. Oh boy, does she ever. <laughs> she is not the woman that sinks in quicksand, nor is she the woman that Craig Denny gives up to a warlord to save his own life. Yeah. No, so, he has no like respect for, for women or people in this uh, yeah. movie. So it's the rich couple that he met in the cemetery. Uh, they want to, him to help out find these jewels in uh, Diamond Africa. Smuggling Diamonds and rubies. Caper. So it's this couple that he travels with to, to Africa. Uh, and they have this movie's version of an Indiana Jones adventure scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, they're uh, on a safari or whatever, but yeah. Anyway, so they before the the rattlesnake scene is the scene where he meets the um, the African tribe leader, right? And he's bringing him scotch and something else, and then he's like, "Tell me his birthday and his uh, <laughs> what time it was he was born," and he gives him this like astrology reading. Yeah. Ooh, and then the basically the tribe leader warns him. Uh, what does he say? Like, listen for the drums. Um, yeah, when you hear the drums, you're already dead. Yeah, and so he feels like, it seems almost like this is, it's a warning, but it also seems like he almost like put a curse on him or something. But yeah. Alexander, Craig Denny, is the one who's doing all this bad stuff. So if he, uh, what everything he gets is comeuppance. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone around him is brought down as well because he's such well, a scumbag. True. Bad juju true. is what somebody else says in the movie. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, we're at this Indiana Jones adventure scene, which looks like they're just in somebody's backyard. And one mean, of the producers they're definitely back- in someone's backyard. <laughs> I mean, they didn't go to Kenya? No, they're kind of like hacking through the jungle, which is strange because they, they actually do go to locations, a lot of locations in this movie. Yeah, I mean, we don't know if they are the real locations. No, but... but he's on an island. Clearly not there. in California. Um, yeah, so they come across, uh, and then they're playing Mars Bringer of War, Gustav, Gustav Holtz. Holtz, a fantastic composer. Uh, so much of his music is used in this movie. It's all from Mars, but yeah. Yeah, they, they like this song so much, they use it multiple times. Yeah, it's in the public domain. They probably just got like some Russian orchestral playing oh, for sure. of it. I'm so not just sure it it's in the public domain. but I, It is definitely in the public I, domain. I didn't look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's and important. Yeah, this is like the cheapest Indiana Jones scene. It's just like this, I don't know, it's not even a temple. It's just like an altar or something outdoors with a couple of cobras. And then <laughs> his buddy gets bitten and dies. And dies instantly. And then his wife is like, what happened to, to what's his name? And he's like, he's dead. Let's get out of here. Cut to them running away. So she seemingly doesn't even care. And then there's a weird scene where she gets like attempted to some guy attempts to rape her, right? Yeah, they meet this uh, American guy. I think they're just trying to unload these jewels or, you know, Craig Alexander. They're chasing him. The government's chasing him. And they meet this, like, drunk guy, and he's like, all right, I'll help you find a boat off this place, but you have to leave me the girl. He's like, I'm tired of native girls. And then, yeah. And then, like, he shoots him, right? Yeah, and the woman says, oh, don't worry, and then the very next scene, he's like forcing himself on the woman and Craig Denny sneaks into the place and just blows him away. So he murders, that's a murder number one. Murder for, number uh, one. For our hero. And we get a nice like dripping blood wipe oh, on yeah. the screen too. That was insane. It's just like a like overlay on the screen, it, like dripping blood, uh, you know. There's these little touches here and there in this movie that puts mm-hmm. it beyond the scope of your ordinary, boring, like, 70s movie. And then you can, like, you know, when the tribesman is talking about the, the curse, mm-hmm. and then you see, like, the kind of skeleton 
like yeah. floating towards Canada. Yeah, Ooh. they also keep cutting to the full moon later, mm. just randomly. <laughs> yeah, you think like a werewolf is coming or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought that. Too. Oh, I think it's a uh, dis- astrology thing. <laughs> but then, so the, he's escaping with this uh, with this older woman, and he he says, "Wait here. We're surrounded by quicksand." And we get Holst again. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees like a snake gets freaked out in is immediately drowning in quicksand. Yeah. Um, he should have took her with him. I, I don't know where he was going. <laughs> it's not clear. It just cuts to her Which hand going under the quicksand. Movie, but the point is, yeah, she cut to her hand sinking. So she's dead. And then it immediately cuts to him waving at a sailboat with the most upbeat music. <laughs> like nothing He's happy. Yeah, some, the moody blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, finally free. I will say I actually like the Moody Blues. I'm not like a huge fan and know like tons of their songs, mm-hmm. but I've always liked them. <laughs> yeah, a little too moody for my taste. <laughs> this sailboat journey is so lengthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it does have the advantage of having a cool song. It's like a montage. But There's it's lots just of montages. Them living on a boat for I don't know five minutes, maybe. Somebody counted. I think it was like two and a half months it took them to journey from Africa to Tahiti. Yeah, by boat. <laughs> it's like what were they doing? Um, they were going in circles. We don't know. <laughs> they were fishing, laying out in the sun. You know, just getting good vibes. Oh, it looks amazing. It looks so fun it does kind of make you want to go on a sailboat you should be on a like a travel show the astrology travels well and then well the sequence ends this is amazing this is like a the longest 360 helicopter shot of a boat oh yeah this got so many laughs in the theater when we saw it because it just keeps going on and on and on and then just people start laughing and laughing (laughs) and everyone was just cracking up by the end well i was watching it this time and i was like ah finally they get to america and it's like nope Nope. like you said they're in tahiti Tahiti. (laughs) now the next section is about him trying to sell his diamonds yeah, and then again, it's and just about a, the guy chasing him, right? Yeah, so this is like a real time sequence of him walking to a bar. The first of a couple of funny bar scenes in this movie. Um, he's trying to unload, mm. either get off, you know, get back to America, or just like unload. Well, these Well, I jewels. think he wants to sell the jewels because he wants to be famous or rich. Sorry. And he goes to this like tiki bar in Tahiti. I don't know if it's a tiki bar, but uh, there's so many sailors in the bar, and all the sailors are wearing striped t-shirts. They're yeah. the most sailory looking sailors you've ever seen. <laughs> well, well, how else do you get across that they're sailors? <laughs> that they're sailors. Well, they got eye patches and sailors' dickies and striped. Yeah, shirts. they yeah. need like um, a little pipe and they need one eye closed because <laughs> they got a gouged out and they need a little muscles and they drink some uh, spinach. And some, <laughs> maybe a pirate, a p- parrot on their shoulder. Oh, no, that's pirate. Uh, no, no, no that's a pirate. Attitude. How dare you? Uh, Popeye you know, would never have a pirate. You know, they're drinking. A parrot. They're, they're drinking some grog. And then nothing is, you don't really even hear them talking or whatever. Some guy tries to attack him and he smashes the guy in the face smashes with a Smashes a glass in his face. That's yeah. the end of that scene. So that's just supposed to show how it's hard for him to trust anybody. And then I think we get the the guy who was his uh, warden in jail in Kenya. Yeah, who's he chasing him. He found him. And he's, uh, I guess he, I guess we never described how he got out of jail. His like rich, like, Friends, friends like bail him out yeah so why is he chasing him i don't know and then the the kind of warden slash chief well, i guess of he's police. chasing him because he stole the di- the jewels and i guess they belong to africa yeah so he kind of meets up with this blonde woman who says oh i can like hook you up and then we get this amazing bar scene montage it's fantastic and uh it might be like one of my favorite scenes in the movie i mean i have a lot of favorite scenes but it's a great musical montage that involves tons of new characters that never come back. 
it's just setting the yeah mood. you get a little bit of nudity for the horn dogs out in the audience it's as well. like, it, this is like the horniest scene is like everyone is picking up in this scene it's just cutting to like couples making out um there's one old bald guy at a table with two old white women <laughs> people go up and give him money and they show their boobs i think he's giving them cocaine is he? I, I think so. Okay. There's like a, a... Here's payments. See my boobs. I don't know. I guess. And then there's like a, a POV, a fisheye POV. It's the roundest fisheye I've ever seen. Um, and I mean, is that the first POV in cinema? No, of course I don't not. Of course know. not. No, of course <laughs> but it's a very old fashion. It's, it's probably the first one of somebody walking into like a men's urinal and watching be. somebody pee for some reason. It's, it's very yeah. strange. I'm surprised nobody was like, look at Craig's dick. It's huge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then at one point, the camera goes right into the urinal. It's really strange. Yeah. Um, odd choice. I really like the song in this sequence. I don't have it in do, front do, of do, me. Do, 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 yeah. It's like a doo-wop song. Um, yeah. And it just seems so like hot and sweaty and gross. And like all the patrons are all white people. So they all seemed like... Uh, like uh, tourists <laughs> who uh, are trying to like get their rocks off on vacation. That's the vibe that I got. Anyway. Yeah, it's really kind of sleazy. And then the whole point of the scene is just this blonde woman picks up Craig Denny and brings him to the chief of police. Yeah, because she's like, uh, I want 10% of, of the sale and it does not go well, unfortunately. <laughs> Can you imagine that it was going to go bad? <laughs> yeah. So I, guess... I thought everybody would make it out without any problems. Yeah, yeah only Craig Denny. Yeah, and he's moved on. And so what happens is um, the the guy who is chasing him, the warden, is is like, "Well, screw you, blonde lady. Like, I don't care about you. I'm just here to bust this guy." And then she's like, "You can't uh, do this to me!" And she shoots him in the head. And they had like a like a squib and everything. Yeah, blow some. And away. then uh, quick cut. Like he gets shot, <laughs> cut away. And for me, the film finally starts 40 minutes in. <laughs> no, this is Craig Denny diving for oysters. Yeah, oh, there's God, another. So this is this is what I call if you need to go to the bathroom, go at this point. It's got to be stock footage, right? Because we never I, see his face. Kind of looked like him, though. I could tell by his pasty, schlubby body. I my theory is that it's stock footage and this was in here to pad the movie out. He just, yeah, it's just like silhouette of him. It's not even him. It's his, he's, he goes on a boat with another guy and the other guy dives for Well, it's a silhouette. He shows up on the beach to, to a guy with like a boat and then just points to the ocean and then, well, he's diving for oysters in an extended scene. Well, it does have a plot um, significance because, <laughs> well, the, he says, he's like, I asked my, my oyster guy where he takes the pearls he occasionally oh. finds. This is all VO. And he, he directed me to this guy. And then he's this long, lengthy explanation about how he's going to mail the jewels to this guy in separate shipments. It's this big, long, complicated thing <laughs> that only he would understand because he's so much smarter than us. <laughs> and Wait, now... Doesn't he start working for the American government already? I, and, well, he I shows up... that's next. This is immediately, yeah. So he's back in the U.S. finally. And this is at the 40-minute mark. And, like, I guess the movie is kind of starting. By the way, this movie is only an hour and 18 minutes long. It's yeah. very short. It's <laughs> 79 minutes. So I guess he's using all the money to start up an astrology business or I something like that? To, oh, I, not an astrology <laughs> business, an astrology empire. empire. I you're wanted right, to right. do, this is what I always wanted to do, to be the world's greatest mystic, which I guess was a thing in the 70s. I mean, 
you know sure. you could be a pop- popular like all i know is like what like miss coco was that her name yeah there's not really any like mainstream like mystics these days right no. Wait, you're talking about miss cleo oh miss cleo oh did i say coco you said i'm coco. sorry i meant miss cleo and then all who was the guy who had like would move his hands like that and he was like on tv and he was like spanish oh well, um, who's the spanish guy with like the big he looked like liberace yeah, he had like a liberace outfit i forget but i think he was on another he was he was a television mystic there's like a documentary on him that yeah just i'm out. sorry his name is escaping me right now but no. uh no yeah i have no idea <laughs> i do not uh, follow that stuff i guess that's daytime television you probably know him uh, if material. you saw him he's like horrible mm. plastic surgery well, i didn't and... know him until someone did him on drag race so that's just my oh, where i'm go. coming from um so it, it now it's very like citizen caney right for sure yeah it's the rise and fall of the astrologer and he does fall, but most of the movie is his rise. But it's yeah, because all the details. Uh, did are... you put all of this in order, Colin? All the stuff that he does. No, you know, There's this too is too much stuff. I, I just had to like kind of get the highlights out here. I, I, so I was rushing through it to, before we started. So, um, I mean, it doesn't really matter in what order it happens. It doesn't There's because. Just yeah, like he makes a movie based on the adventures we've watched in the previous 40 minutes. So this that was, also yeah. stars him. Yeah, this was so funny because at one point we were at the Royal Cinema and at one point it's him watching the movie called The Astrologer and they cut to the marquee sign outside saying The Astrologer, which was just like the Royal Cinema that we, yeah. we saw it in. And then at one point he's watching the screen with the curtains of the screen to the side and we were watching the screen with the curtains at the side. So it was just like it was quite a meta it was, moment it was for all of us. Doing my head in, and then it cuts to him watching the movie, and and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, it's such a great picture." He gives and what's, like, oh, sorry, I just want to say, what's on the screen is the most boring crap. It's like literally just him giving a, a woman, I think, an astrology reading. It's not even like, like, fun, cool. He he smirks like the smirk that he gives himself watching himself on screen is just like so, he is so in love with himself it's crazy I agree it's a DreamWorks esque smirk oh it's yeah, just exactly. like you it's, just want to strangle it's, it's like an astrologer's tale <laughs> <laughs> based on the myself. classic a shark's tale in case anybody doesn't remember yeah and then him, uh, it shows him like you know at the movie premiere, and he's saying how much money the movie made. It grossed 140 million dollars because <laughs> everybody wants to see the, the yeah, astrologer's fuck. life story. It is like showing him on the red carpet and going into a limousine. It's all done in like montage kind of. Mm-hmm. And then there's something with him like training other astrologers, or not him, but yeah, he's him? creating a big uh, network. Yeah. I mean, he says he has multiple television channels dedicated to astrology. Yeah, I think on. he may be uh, saturating. <laughs> yeah, he's not diversifying his his yeah. market or his portfolio, as we're as told we find many out times. Later. But then it's sort of like this is all the details are so sketchy at this point, and they and they just rush through everything. He's like, and then I did this, and I was horribly successful, and everyone loves me. He's apparently <laughs> working for the the U.S. Navy for some reason. Well, we know it's the U.S. Navy because the guy is in a very cramped room with a, an American flag behind him. One of the biggest American yeah. flags I've the ever American seen. The American flag is the entire wall. Um, it, yeah. It's on the side. And it's not clear what exactly he's doing for the Navy, but this guy basically, like, he'll 
he'll get him out of any trouble. He's 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 like a, a friend in a high place, basically. Yeah. So it's implied that he's giving the Navy readings, like the submarine is going to crash, or yeah, like he says it, and you hear him talk about it, but it's like the moon in Scorpio is across the seventh sign, which means that you should not go to Bermuda this uh, week. And it's like what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then there, later, it's like someone gave a reading about this, and it stopped this whole sub from all these people dying and so yeah he's a psychic i guess too but using astrology for the military it's it's brushed over so fast i know it's it's just so vague yeah what's happening my favorite uh scene in the movie though my favorite thing is at one point he's having like a tea party in his backyard yes. and like all great rich people he has like dozens of works of art just laying around oh, yeah. and they're outside. not even like appraising them they're just there they're just lying in the yeah, sun they're just there <laughs> they're That's on, not good for the they're earth on sir. The, they're on the grass in the sun and they're just sort of propped up so like they can yep. all see them and his house and not like one or two like dozens of them yeah. just surrounding him and he's got this like kind of mansion and he's got the pool in the backyard but then the pool has all these like astrological symbols around it on the yeah, ground yeah like and painted stuff. on the ground it's very cute and i will just say like who was this guy how did he get the money to make this movie because like at this point we're in huge like uh mansions like i mean a lot of the indoor sets don't look so hot but like it, it shows him when he first comes to america it's a scene in a bank Oh yeah, no. I meant I meant the actual Craig Denny in real, oh. in, real in real life. <laughs> oh, it's so hard to, to separate the actor and the uh, the character. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're looking through a window at just all this happening in real time. The documentary. <laughs> One thing I want to say also about Craig Denny is he doesn't look of his time. He looks like he could be in like a '90s like sex comedy. He doesn't look like he's from the '70s. He looks like a modern young man like a man boy kind of reminded <laughs> me of like i don't know like, if it's the haircut or what he reminded me of a young don johnson but not as cool and and manly you know, he reminded me of uh, now i don't know his name that guy who was in a lot of movies in the 90s and he was in that movie a perfect getaway with mila jovovich oh uh, like, oh you're talking about steve zahn yeah <laughs> oh god me of steve zahn <laughs> i don't know he has that look. I just... I, I don't know. He's got kind of like a Matt Damon-y thing going on, too. Oh, no, he has a uh, Matt Berry thing going on. Oh, yeah, he, he does. He also does kind of... Again, it's, I think it's a lot of... It's the hair. Yeah, that's oh, right. I would love... I mean, it would serve no purpose, but if like they remade it and Matt Berry played the astrologer uh, role... Astrologer. It would be just like a hilarious parody of a movie that's already ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> it would make read, no sense. I'm going to read you a horoscope, my lady. Um, so... Now, do we want to talk about the return of Darian? Oh, yeah. So it's what, very the real star of the movie. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. She barely even talks in this movie. No, you're thinking Darian is the guy, isn't it? No, Darian is his, uh, his who becomes his wife. Oh, my God. You mean his cousin yeah. in real life? Yes. Oh, you're talking about his best friend who yeah. becomes his financer. Okay. I, I like thought, that guy, too. I thought that was Darian. Sorry, Darian in this movie is a woman's name. It can be both. Okay. 
I, so I, I don't know what the best his friend, friend shows up and he has been ravaged by age. <laughs> yes, he's had uh, some uh, white spray paint on his head and, and mustache um, because he was uh, at the carnival at the very beginning. Yeah, he's like, I fell in the cotton candy machine before coming here. <laughs> it's like the fakest looking it, like well, old age out. hair. But wh- yeah. why does he age? And Craig Denny looks exactly the same. Well, because uh, he's- moisturizing. <laughs> He's he's been in that island sun. You think that'd be worse on his skin? Anyway. Yeah, but uh, nope, he, he found the secret. He shows back up into the movie, and Craig Denny wants to hire him as his accountant, his fi- financier, not financier. Sorry, uh, just in charge of his finances. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know anything about this stuff. And he's like, Well, like, you used yeah, to hustle people. You. Used to hustle people at the circus. Now there's no difference between five dollars and five million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this guy is funny because you can also tell he's a non-actor, mm-hmm. but he's trying. He's trying hard. I think he gives one of the best performances in the movie. I'm sorry. I agree, but oh, there's so good. There's something perfect about his amateurness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? I'm gonna go. Right, you know, there's many scenes in this movie that I could consider my favorite, but rewatching it today was so funny. It was his big scene at the end yeah the Denny. big climactic scene that ends the movie it right? is like this amazing amazing monologue by him he's just telling he's just giving craig denny a dressing down and like the whole audience is just fist pumping because he's uh he's, you're going down baby right in the muck he's right. saying baby which is hilarious to me isn't he like uh you know you can be an astro- astrologer but you can also be an asshole no, it's like <laughs> you're not an astrologer you're an yeah, asshole and then he like gestures wildly and, and goes oh, I quit he pounds his fist on the it's so yeah. amazing but um, that's the last scene of the movie we skipped over the fact that he reunites with the love of his life who has fallen into sin in a drug den with stuff like life is shit written on the wall oh god yeah, I forgot about right. that so she's become a prostitute and he finds her it, it reminded me of that scene in the butterfly effect where the, there's the, the, the alternate universe where... Where, where uh, Ashton Kutcher strangles himself in the womb with his own umbilical cord. No, not that one. The one where he finds his ex-girlfriend, Holly something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, Amy or Smart. Or the classic scene where he wakes up and he has no arms and legs. That's and right. Like, no! no, not that one. The one where his, his oh, girlfriend is a prostitute. Effect. And yeah, she's like that. horribly ravaged by drugs and she has like scars mm-hmm. all over her face. Oh, right. Um, she's not... Darian's not that bad. But yeah, yeah, this she, scene. she wrote life is shit on her mirror. Come on. There's like many. Yeah, and like God is dead, I think. Yeah. yeah. Life is shit. This is the sleaziest looking, filthiest looking room. Oh, God. It's so disgusting to look and at. And there's a great cameo from the rat from The Departed who's <laughs> running across right. a windowsill at one point. Oh, and she's kind of like drugged out and really drunk. And she's like, oh, did so-and-so send you? Like, just leave your money on the dresser. And then he kind of looks around the room and there's like, you know, big piles of cigarettes in the ashtray just like booze bottles there's like tons of like empty beer cans in the corner and then (laughs) it's like one of the things that he kind of rests on is like this bottle of milk of magnesia yeah what was up with that i don't know but it's like it's just so disgusting and then yeah he looks up at the window and there's like a rat crawling along the window frame and then the rolling stones kick in it's like (laughs) that's the one song he didn't steal um, but oh. yeah, so he's just like I'll, I'll, he doesn't even react much. He's just like I'm taking you away from this. I mean, he can't. His face is probably frozen from plastic surgery. Or something <laughs> like that. And then isn't it the next scene? They're getting married. Yes. And then the complications start already with these amazing montages in the movie. So many montages. It's amazing. 
Well, around this time is when he decides that he wants her to star in his movies, right? Right. So there's like a scene in... The one outside with all the paintings. Which like a very uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor I was going to say Zsa Zsa Gabor. <laughs> she sounds like Zsa Zsa Gabor. And she's like, you can't fire me. It's really, it was really funny. And she was hilarious. Yeah. And she was a good actress. She's like, your wife is not an actress. And he's like, oh, you just, you don't need talent to make it as a no, star. No, he said in this, in this country that you don't need to be a, an actress to be a movie star. You right. of all people should know that. He's really mouthing off. And she's like... Yeah, you can't talk to me like that. I'm not temperamental. You know, it's really, it's well done. Yeah, she leaves and then he turns to his, his finance buddy and he's like, what was it? You treat actresses, actresses like, are like hamburger. hamburger meat. You buy them by the pound. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, oh, God, you're this so This guy's despicable. an asshole, yeah. Or you hire your cousin. That's the only people who will work with you. Yeah. Um, and so very soon after, they go out to dinner in what is probably... Um, the most famous scene in the movie. Oh, and so I just good. say famous because this is probably the one that is sticks out most to the people who have seen it, I'm guessing. I mean, for a movie that has not been seen by that many yeah. people. There's a trailer that was circulating around and this scene takes up most of the trailer. Um, okay, so the dinner scene, which uh, <laughs> is all set to music with no dialogue and it's a song called Grand Hotel by this band called... Procol Har- Harum. Procol Harum? Yes. Um, apologies if you've heard of that and I'm saying it wrong. So they're famous because they did that song, Whiter Shade of Pale. You know that song? It's nope. a whiter shade of pale. Uh, yeah, it goes like that. Anyway, um, they're kind <laughs> okay. of like a, they're a British rock band. They're kind of like a, I want to say prog rock. Then I looked it up on Wikipedia. Apparently they're proto-prog. Oh, Okay. And anyway, this song is very like symphonic and crazy, but then has like these electric guitars. I mean, I loved it. I think this, it's great. This whole scene is amazing and the song fits it so well, but it's, uh, you know, it's him and his wife kind of having a nice dinner at first and then it gets like... It's really slow at first. Yeah, and then it cuts to them and it's like they're in slow motion. You can't hear what they're saying. Zach, the song a, is building. a young Zack Snyder shot this. Yeah, like <laughs> she says something, he reacts kind of poorly to it and gradually they just get angrier and angry. If you could read lips, you could probably make out what they're saying. I can scene. tell. She's saying something along the lines of no and he's saying, <laughs> I think something like you can't, something like that. Um, but the thing is, we never hear what they're arguing about. No. What do you think they were arguing about? Something. She was. She, I'm guessing she said she didn't want to be in movies anymore, and that she was gonna ch- cheat on him. Maybe. I don't think she would be announcing that at dinner if she was. <laughs> well, what could, what could maybe? <laughs> I'm going to cheat on you. They're arguing so much that she throws a drink in his face. And this is so funny. It's like. <laughs> you don't see what's throwing water on his face. It's not wine. It's just a big. It's just water. It's like somebody took a bucket. It's like a gallon <laughs> of water, like right in his face, and then it cuts yeah. to her, and then he throws his wine glass, which is water again. It's really funny. It's uh, one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah. And then uh, it cuts to him just walking uh, to a newspaper that says, Movie Queen Files for Divorce. <laughs> and in the corner it says, Senate okay, still need it. <laughs> The news, the, the flying newspapers are really funny. Is this like a whole uh, sequence with him going to Quebec? Well, uh, there's a sequence where I think it's talking about all his like successes that he has, but they're all different newspapers from around the world with like fake titles. So like the French one we would call it, like the Eiffel Tower or something like that, and it just goes on and on. It's like famous astrologer, blah blah. blah. He's like yeah. the most famous person in the world at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah, people cannot get enough of Alexander. <laughs> 
Ugh, and then he finds yeah. out, I guess his wife is cheating on him. But maybe she announced it at dinner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. she, she, April, she invites him. April's our lip reader, so that's probably what <laughs> she, she said. She invites him over to the house at one point. It's so confusing. Why, like, as if she either doesn't care or she doesn't think he knows. And she's like, come on in. I'll go get you a drink. And then Craig is like, get the hell out of here. And then she comes back. Where did he go? It was really, it's really She's like, I need to go to my bed to watch what looks like a Mexican red uh, Riding Hood movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she's in bed and. And he's in the. the, the, He's like, don't worry, my my husband won't be back for weeks. The lover is in there. It's like, haven't they broken up? (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. I know because she's like, this is my husband. So it's like, well, that flying newspaper said you were flying filing for divorce. (laughs) But maybe they just haven't got divorced yet. Maybe he's just jealous. He doesn't want her. You know, even though she's his ex, he's, he's but jealous. they're still living together. So an amazing scene happens where he comes in, and Craig the, Denny the breaks lo- down the, the door. The lover in his underwear jumps out the glass window. This is a pretty dangerous-looking stunt, by the way. Yeah, like it's even just, if it is, honestly, like candy I glass. can't even describe it. You just have to see it, and it happens so fast because he shoots a gun at him. He shoots the guy, and he goes like, "You bitch!" And he <laughs> shoots the guy, and he jumps out and like slow mo and tidy whities like through this slow mo candy yeah. glass smash cut to Craig yeah. Denny with the navy. He was guy. lucky if it was candy glass <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with the navy guy, and the navy guy goes. Um, I can't keep bailing you out like this or something like that. Then smash cut to him drunk with his um, finance friend and his friend's like, why'd you have to kill him? Oh my God, he killed him? Yeah, and then he just got off because he's rich and famous and the Navy guy bailed him out. Yeah, everybody is aware that he murdered this guy and nobody seems to care. And while they're talking, they just... They cut to a shot of him in the coffin, Mm -hmm. and it like zooms in, (laughs) like it's you know very very seventies, like a cut zoom in. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my god, it was hilarious, and it's just like again that escalated very quickly. But then you also bring up one of the the scene where you know everything is crashing down around the astrologer, so he's there with his buddy, and they're just sitting in his backyard. It's falling apart. It's like a lock off falling apart lock off scene. It's like all right, we have to drunk improvise. For, for the next five minutes. And it's this them <laughs> passing this like Mickey of booze back and forth. Like, they want some more? Yeah, they're, they're doing like more. the super exaggerated. Wait, isn't there like a conversation where it's like, you know, you lost your wife and then it fades to his wife. Yeah. It's like your friends. And then it fades to his friend and it's like, and miscellaneous. <laughs> and then it fades to like a bunch of other he says, He says, I don't need my wife picture of wife i don't need the military and i don't need you and he points and then, at his friend and then it has a picture of his friend, a comes picture of his friend. <laughs> it fades from a shot of his friend to another shot of his friend. <laughs> it's like he's right in front of you <laughs> this kind of editing is really the lifeblood of this movie oh it's so good and while there are very long boring stretches particularly in that first half yeah for sure this type of editing really ramps up in the second half and if it didn't have this yeah. it wouldn't have anything it just makes it all the more baffling and you're just so confused during the whole movie um but yeah and then we get this amazing drunk improv scene neither of these two guys can act drunk and it's just like the no. most you know they're, they're doing their best it's, high school it's acting quite drunk it's quite funny yeah it's really good and then our good friend the astrologer gets slapped with a two million in back taxes Uh-oh. by the irs yeah. we're told uh, in a flying newspaper form yeah, well, uh, they actually his, show up at his house at one point, and they're like, you've only paid us 35000 You owe us 
two million or something like that. Uh, yeah, that happens at once. Oh, there's a really funny newspaper where it says Alexander predicts mother will recover, <laughs> and then the very and next, the next one, newspaper, mother dies. Alexander's mother dead at sixty two. <laughs> that's really the end of the movie. That's 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 over like the last shot. I mean, we're basically at the end here. Yeah, he has a that scene where his friend says, uh, "I quit," and and you're an asshole. We're very talking. And about he it. says, "Well, who needs you anyway?" And then it immediately cuts to him in his backyard, just sitting by his pool and it's in the, the dark it's, it's the end of the movie and the flying newspapers say that you know how he, he's had his downfall they said the, the one about his mom dying and then it cuts to this weird scene that looks like something from jesus christ superstar where like there's like an orange sunset in the background and his like wind is blowing and then there's a quote from king lear yeah in it's like a shakespeare like, quote oh my god this, this is guy. the excellent foppery of the world that when we are sick in fortune <laughs> we make guilty of our disasters the sun the moon and the stars <laughs> king lear act one scene two oh. shakespeare oh my god the I, ego on this guy. i know i completely misremembered this scene i always remember him being dead floating in the pool at the end (laughs) more of like a tommy wiseau wish fulfillment i know it's like oh my god oh it's so funny um yeah did you guys even say what your favorite thing was uh yeah i did you Um, did i think i I said the paintings i think i said the bar scene (laughs) the bar scene uh with the the tiki bar yeah there's there's a couple of tiki bar scenes but that one oh my god wait what was your favorite colin oh i the oh the final scene, yeah the, right. the one he's getting uh dressing down yeah, from his friend it. well one thing about this movie um i wonder is that do you think it would be as good without the copyright music like you could re-edit this with sound alikes that would probably fit but i feel like it would be really missing a lot you know yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that Lionsgate could easily do something, like, music-wise, because think of stuff like Mission Hill got DVD releases, yeah. and they replaced all of the music on that. Yeah. I mean, how much How much are the rights going to be from, like, the Moody Blues? Moody Blues it, Well, Lionsgate are. just doesn't care. Like, they just don't want to try. It's probably just such an oddity. Like, who cares about this yeah. movie? Like, if it gets enough traction, though, like, by people like us, maybe, hey, this could be, like, the Snyder Cut. Release The Astrologer by Craig Denny. But it's out already. Like, Lionsgate's like, we don't even have to think about it anymore. Yeah, or, yeah. Which would be great if this would just stay on YouTube and then anybody can watch it. Um, but what if it becomes such a, a thing that's like, maybe they could see some money in it. Like, oh, all right, maybe we'll... To yeah. be honest, I don't if you've so. made a Blu-ray niche. of this with tons of special features, of course I would buy it. Give it yeah, t- they'd sell like 150 copies. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You know like, did you notice the end credits? It says photographed in astrovision. Yeah, I did. What the hell? Is that like an ast- astrologer vision? <laughs> Astrology vision. <laughs> I do like, uh, they keep cutting back to his home office. And when he first meets his friend, he's like, check this out. It's my celestial mirror. And it's like a mirror <laughs> that's next to him that is like green screen. And it, it just has like, you know, floating footage of, of the universe and stuff like that. Oh, I, yeah. I, I forgot don't... all about that. He's like, yeah. And his friend is clearly green screened over it. Uh, he's like, oh, it looks, looks cool. cool. I don't know what purpose it <laughs> yeah. serves. But I don't know. It looks neat. Well, as we mentioned, this is on YouTube. Search um, the astrologer. We'll and, probably tweet um, it out with this. Uh, yeah, I'll probably tweet a link release, when yeah. uh, when I release this episode. But it says like, um, what does it say? Brand new film discovered in two K or yeah, like old lo- film lost discovered, film, lost 2K film, or something, something like that. I don't think the other astrologer is on YouTube. No, it's on Tubi. But the uh, thumbnail is a picture of Craig Denny. He's, he's unmistakable with like a red hair his, ba- his uh, headband or something like that. But. Yeah, it, do check it out. Like you know, as I said, if it's if it's shows anywhere or you get an opportunity to see it, 
see it. And, before, it's sh- and it's short. Before it gets pulled. Yeah, it's 79 minutes, and it's just such... I would be shocked if anybody pulled it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one knows who the guy that probably funded all of it, yeah. like, is right now. Somebody would have so. to, to claim it, and they probably just can't be bothered. And I feel like Lionsgate is like, oh, uh, yeah, we do own the rights <laughs> to it. Will you be giving us money? Yeah. But, I mean, YouTube is also um, notoriously bad for copyright flagging. I mean, I'm, I'm so surprised the songs in this didn't get it. It probably did. And they did get flagged. So the way it. YouTube works now is you can get flagged for music and you can't monetize your video. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. That's, that's the punishment. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this isn't monetized, which I'm sure is fine because whoever uploaded probably just wanted it to be seen. <laughs> and if it was monetized, it would have ads in it and we don't want that either. We're Nicholas Winding Refn himself maybe uploaded it. Could yeah, be. Probably. Could be. Uh, anyway, as I said, it, it, it plays much better with a crowd. So, hey, if you have a bunch of bad movie fans, maybe, uh, you know, watch it all together mm-hmm. uh, in a uh, chat room or however the kids are doing it these days. Discord or whatever. Yeah, it's it's just baffling and confusing. It's quite it's funny. And uh, it's not like the most entertaining movie in the world, mm-hmm. but it's just such an oddity. You got to check it out. Yeah, for sure. You really got to. Um, and if you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. And if we're, uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing is it slash no such thing as a bad movie. If you uh, sign up on the $5 level, you get tons of bonus content, tons of bonus episodes. We have uh, a mini episode that comes out every two weeks. We just recorded it on the Zack Snyder Justice League. The talk of the town. <laughs> Hollywood town. We also town. did a big bonus, didn't we, April? We did. We ha- also have a bonus episode coming out to our $5 patrons um, where we did uh, about an hour-long Q&A where we took some questions from the Patreon and uh, Twitter community. And that'll be coming out uh, very soon. If not, it might already be out by the time this comes out. I'm not sure. I haven't well, edited it yet. Which star of the OC <laughs> does Justin think is the dreamiest Peter Gallagher? Well, definitely Adam Brody. <laughs> <laughs> There's no contest. <laughs> Peter Gallagher's eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Oh, Peter Gallagher. I forgot he was in I that. I know. Mm, what you say. <laughs> I've been rewatching The OC, if that's not clear. Um, it's a fantastic show. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at No Such Thing Pod. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at April at Mansky. And uh, I'm on Instagram and Letterboxd. And I also was on last week's episode of This Film is Lit. I did two episodes with them on um, The Never Ending Story Part 1 and 2. So if you like uh, never ending stories or books or movies, <laughs> check, out, check out that podcast. If you like never ending stories. <laughs> Uh, you can check me out on Twitter, DeClue J, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, letter J, on Letterbox at Justin DeClue, same spelling, or on the Important Cinema Club, uh, the Basement Video Podcast, and this podcast every week. I'm forgetting, like, what other podcast do I have? Or you can buy Blu-rays that I make at GoldNinjaVideo.com. I'm still laughing at the, if you're a fan of never-ending stories. Hey, I am. We're out there. Other other ones are out there. Oh, man. Um, I'm Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's it. Um, keep uh, uh, watching. watching the sky. Yeah, I was going to say reading the stars. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, astrology, it, it could completely change your life or it could ruin it. I'm April Mansfield. <laughs> yeah, look at that Shakespeare quote. I'm Justin DeClue. And I am Colin Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs>